Hello everyone and welcome to our volume 4 of Rocking Chair Sessions here at the Bakehouse Art Complex with our special guest Sarah Henderson. <laughs> thank you. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, thank you. We're thank very you. happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Yes. And we're um, we're testing out new microphones today for our listeners. Um, so if we sound a little bit extra nervous, it's because it's basically technology we have not utilized before. So bear with us. Um, Sarah's our guinea pig, even though she's our fourth um, basically session. We're still we're testing out new. I guess equipment exactly yeah. and it's also um, gonna help improve not just the sound but also for our neighbors who always have to be especially quiet when we're recording we hope that with using the mics they can you know continue their conversation without um, you know being being taped yeah and so um, yeah we hope uh, we hope this is gonna improve the quality and we are working on it and uh, we're gonna yeah, we're, we're just going to try to improve as we, as we grow. move along. Yeah, and we move along. Exactly. So we're excited. I guess our first icebreaker would be more or less just to ask, um, Sarah, how long have you been in Miami? Are you a local or where did you come from? I was born in Miami, um, but I grew up in Connecticut. And so I've been in Miami now for about five years. Okay. Um, I was born in South Miami Hospital. Oh, that's um, Yeah. And then my family moved up north to Connecticut. How old were you when you left Miami? Uh, like two years old. Two years. Yeah. So it was brief, like, it was brief. how do you say, brief stint or something? <laughs> A very short stint. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I lived in Coconut Grove when I was two, and uh -huh. now I came back full circle, and I live in Coconut Grove again. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Did you have relatives that lived here that you decided, oh, let me go back to Miami, or? Yeah, my grandparents have had an apartment here since the 80s, oh, and exciting. so after I graduated college, I decided to come back and be close to them, because I'm really close to them. Oh, we great. also wanted to ask about college, yeah, right? Where like, did you go yeah, to college? Go? I went to NYU, Tisch School of the Arts. Mm -hmm. oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And how long is that program? I think it's was that it bachelor's? Was, yeah, bachelor of okay. finance. And I studied um, photography and imaging and creative writing. And creative writing. Yeah, this mm -hmm. was like a dual. Wow, so I did not know double that. Major. Double mm. major. Double <laughs> major. Um, and when did you get your hands on your first camera that made you say like, oh, I have to become a photographer? Uh, I mean, I think probably high school. Um, was my first true photography class, and I had the most amazing, uh, eccentric teacher named Bob Mitchell, and he just sparked this love for photography in me. Um, he was like very wild and inappropriate, <laughs> um, and he talked about skunks and high heels, <laughs> uh, but he was just like an amazing, amazing man. Um, and so that's where my a uh, real first photography um, experience came from. And was it, um, not to reveal your age or anything, but was it more towards a digital end or was it black and white photography? <laughs> She's not that old every like, kind I, I, I know, I know. I'm 30 years old. I mean, you're super She's young. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, it's like... I, but I think the thing, the premise is like in school when you're learning, you're, traditionally for those of us that are like super mega young, like normally we learned in black and white, we learned yeah. in film. So did you have a film? Yes. Did you have a dark room? Dark room, yeah. Film photography, analog. No digital at that time. I mean, I think the digital cameras were really like starting. flimsy and really pixelated mm -hmm. uh, in like the early 2000s or mid 2000s. Um, yeah, so I was in the dark room with the chemicals, with the red light. As Maria knows, she spends a lot of uh, time in the dark room here at the bakehouse. And um, yeah, just like being in that dark space is like very poetic and. Um, you have a lot of time to think and sort of uh, be with, with your mind space. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't believe that you had that as a as a teenager already. Like, I'm not sure if I shared that with our audience, but I actually grew up in Austria and I went to a 
Catholic school.、Mm. So we learned like five languages there,、wow. which Latin was one of them.、Wow. I had Latin for like five years in、uh, high school, but. Like to be in a dark room and to have like art classes like that is like completely unheard of. So I was always so jealous when I went to art school、um, later on in San Francisco and I heard all those kids from LA like telling me they've been in the dark room for like four years、right. already. You know, <laughs> they know already everything. And I was like, oh my god, I've never even set foot in a dark room. You, you didn't、know? have any art classes in high school. We 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 had some art classes that was like knitting. You know, it's not called、mm. art. It's called like recreational、um, crafts, probably,、oh, yeah. right? So it was knitting and sewing, and I learned how to weave, and I like a lot of the things that I'm actually doing now.、Right. I learn in those classes, which is so <laughs> funny, you know. But like a dark room would have been like, oh my god, a dark room. I know because that made us very curious. Like your process, like do you photograph still in a non-digital format? Do you develop it yourself since you did have these dark room experiences? And was it just black and white, or did you dabble in color? Uh, well, currently I use a lot of、um, instant film. Okay.、Um, I use all different types of cameras. I have a. A Polaroid Leica. I have a Holga with a Polaroid back,、um, but I love the instant process.、Um, I'm not a very patient person, and I like,、uh, you know, having instant gratification, seeing the image pop up.、Um, so for the past, like, I would say three years, I've been、uh, not solely working in instant film, but. Um, concentrating in a major way in instant film,、mm-hmm. um, but I also do other projects、uh, in black and white film and in colored film. I don't I don't like digital that much. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I haven't seen you use digital as much except for your、um, wallpaper,、oh, right? Yeah.、Uh, yeah, I guess those are digital images, sometimes taken on my iPhone、mm-hmm. um, or a digital camera.、Um, yeah, my、um, wallpapers are. A completely different animal. I, but they also incorporate photography, obviously.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I often layer Polaroids on top of the、um, wallpaper and make sort of beautiful installations.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen. The, so Sarah also has a studio here at the Bake House, and she's actually in studio. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yes. And what I really like about her space is that、uh, she she really creates an atmosphere,、mm-hmm. uh, especially through the wallpaper as well. And then seeing the the Polaroids on top of the wallpapers, it's really like an installation. It's really、yeah. like you said. It's really like an installation, and it changes also what the what the Polaroids do. Yeah. Right,、mm. it, it changed for me. It, it, well, individually, I feel like the Polaroids also have within themselves that atmospheric quality,、yeah. which is more or less like how I wanted to go through with the pulp wallpaper versus the Polaroids. Like, how do you develop the concepts in your work? Because they both—they're not identical, but they are in conversation in that they're like I, I would see them together in, in a show. Like, it's not like they're separate. Yeah, they—they—they、mm. they, they, they work, I guess, as a I don't know, dual. Yeah, they. They work off of each other,、yeah. kind of like I, I see it like that. It's it's like they complement each other、yeah. in a way.、Exactly. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah, I mean yeah. we probably have to explain to our <laughs> listeners what they look like because it's like、um, I guess they're psychedelic.、Yes. The wallpaper is psychedelic. Yeah. yeah.、Um, usually floral or landscape inspired by Miami or wherever I've traveled to. Um, and I and I usually mirror the images so that it's just sort of like an explosion of、um, color and shape.、Um, and by putting the Polaroids on top of it,、um, I'm sort of trying to engulf people in in my work.、Oh, yeah, but the, I I want. I want to talk a little bit more about the psychedelic one. <laughs> How did you end up with those, you know, those images and those those、um, environments? Like it's like an LSD trip almost, or、mm. something like that, right? <laughs> It, it's definitely like out there. Yeah.、Uh, well, I've always、um, taken inspiration from the '60s,、mm-hmm. from the music of the '60s.、Um, I've always wanted to like travel back in time and and just experience that.、Um, yeah,、uh, 
Would it be more like an aura, I feel? Like there's like a certain... I want to say energy that I feel that I receive from your images. Not hmm. necessarily like, oh, it's electric, but like um, some of like the Polaroid I have for the the preview for your your volume, your yeah, session. Yeah, I mm-hmm. saw that probably. It's like, Sarah, it's oh, yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. reaching your arms up and coming out of that color, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's kind of like this layered experience. Yeah. yeah. It's like this energy yeah, quality yeah, to it. So yeah. I'm like, how do you, do you visualize that? Or is it once you start taking the image that you start to play with it, like what is the process in how you eventually have your final mm. art, like artwork? Like where mm-hmm. does that stem from? Uh, I would say it's really a performative process. I don't like have a concept in the beginning, but I work with the images. That particular series that you're talking about was done on the Xerox machine. Oh. So I had, I take a lot of self-portraits. So I had a self-portrait and I went to my local Kinko's, FedEx, um, the only place that really has coffee machines anymore. And uh, I love true. them. I love <laughs> them. So true. And everyone was saying, Kinko, go to Kinko's. And I was like, who the hell is Kinko's? I have no idea. But it's FedEx. And yeah, they're yeah. great. They're great. They're, they're great. great. And um, all the people, all the staff just think I'm absolutely crazy because I spend hours in there playing with the images on the flatbed of the... Um, of the copy machine and I separate the colors and I move the image. So it's really it's really about performance and movement and that particular series is called Shape Shifting. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was in Scope uh, two years ago and it was also in a show uh, called Local Geometry at Artium Gallery in um, here in Winwood. Here in Winwood. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, Congratulations! Thank that's, you. That's amazing. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's like a very the image that you chose. I don't know which one of you chose that image. It was just it was <laughs> to me. It I was like, to you. Yeah, I like that yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that is a that's one of my popular um, photographic pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it captures that. Talking about your series, um, how is it that you come about starting a new selection of artwork? You mentally. You mentioned the background that are kind of sort of trippy and are kind of sort of, um, I would say, layered slash reflective of themselves. How is it on your travels that you come up with these new series or is it not just only on your travels or being inspired here by Miami that you come up with them? Mm. I guess that's what I'm trying to ask. Uh, I think it's a combination. I mean, on my travels, I'm obviously inspired um, by my surroundings. I was recently in Utah and I went to the national parks there. Beautiful. Um, and I was just so astounded by, I was there at night and the night sky was just so dark and a blanket of stars. Um, it's just, I find so much inspiration in nature and the rock formations there were just, it was like the beginning of time. Um, so I really draw a lot of inspiration from nature, um, both in Miami and Elsewhere. Um, what was the second part of the question? The, the commencement, I guess, I would say, of a new series. Oh, a new series. Oh, I, I love to give myself projects. Okay. Um, uh, most recently, I went to Twinsburg, Ohio, to this Twins Festival to document uh, 2,700 sets of twins. I <laughs> love that series. You That's, had that installed downstairs. Yeah, yeah. I love that series. Mm. I met the strangest people and just followed them around mm-hmm. and um, and made some friendships and like became pen pals with like mm-hmm. this old uh, older set of twins um, who had lived they lived together they've lived together since they were born and they're like in their late 80s these wow. two guys um, it's so fascinating yeah they were mm-hmm. they never got married they just lived in their childhood house and um, and lived with each other forever so I find I think like the weird little um, parts of society are just uh, so intriguing. I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought a little bit of, uh, of uh, Diane Ar- Arbus, yes. right? Oh, she I has like this Diana very Arbus. like iconic twin um, mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm. And when I saw your series, I thought, I thought you were also like a little bit ch- channeling her, right? Oh, absolutely. Her photographic vision or... Um, yeah. Yeah. And she, she was also really interested in the, the Rand... Figuren, 
German word I which means I have not used that yet. Tell me. Uh, such a good word. It means uh, people on the edge. Yes, uh, on the, the, edge. the exact translation, but it means something different. Like uh, it's like. Yeah, people, would you say it yeah, in English yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say. I mean, yeah. I yeah, Randfigur. I think that's an excellent it's a, it's way a to good describe word, yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like even your utilization of the word weird is not like, um, it's not offensive to me because <laughs> I feel like it's, no, no, I'm serious because sometimes I'm like, oh, you're so weird, but I feel like it's more like these people that are not just the normal average, like there's a beauty, there's a difference, mm, there's something yeah. that sets them apart, yeah. which is, it's, it's like this, I don't know. And something about your photography is also like always different you know mm. it's like something about your images it's always capturing like almost another another level or it's not really just reality it's like more than that right it's like like, like a, a dream yeah, or dream. like a memory or like it's more like a dream than a memory right yeah how would you describe uh, it i think uh, dreamy is definitely um, a lovely word i would use mm -hmm. um this is going to sound so strange, but I just got into animal totem mm -hmm. um, totems and um, my first card. Do you guys know about animal totems? Not weird at all. And I would think okay. it has to do more with like, um, do you say native peoples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Americans. Yeah, yes. Americans. Um, yeah, yeah I, peoples, actually. there's a history of that, like the lineage and the, the obviously, yes. Go continue. Okay. Sorry, I want to interrupt, please. <laughs> no, okay. Um, and I pulled up one animal card that uh, represents me. I chose it out of the pile, and it's a lizard. And the lizard uh, lizards live in the shadows, and this translated into like the dreaming space. The shadows are the dreamy space, and like allow you to dream. So, yeah, dreaming, dreamy, definitely. Dark spaces, dark spaces. photo lab, dark room, development. Yes, dreamy oh. headspace. I see the connection. Wow. Yes. And how did you find the lizard? How did I that? So I bought this. Um, card set in this book. You should have brought it to Rocky. I was going to. Oh my god! It was, it's called Medicine Cards, uh -huh. and you shuffle the deck of animals, and um, and then you choose different animals for uh, different aspects of your personality, and it goes by like north, south, east, west, above, below, within, left, and right, and it represents like your femininity, your masculinity, your um, creativity. So, um, like different aspects yeah, of your personality. Different aspects of your personality. I was oh. going to bring them, but oh I. <laughs> and what else did you get? So you got the lizard. So I got the lizard. I got an opossum. Okay, what which, does that represent? You know, okay. I have. What only... is an opossum? <laughs> well, opossum. It's it's this really cute looking creature, Not but when so you get cute. too close, it hisses at you yes. like a cat, and they're quite. They could be vicious, mm -hmm. and they like to play dead so that you don't attack them, but then they attack you. Mm. And so it's kind of, it reminds me of the hippo almost, because the hippo is kind of like very underestimated creature. Right. But continue, what did the possum card represent? Oh, you know, I, I don't, I, I didn't Escapes. read all, I didn't go through all. It was more of the lizard stuff. <laughs> it was more the lizard, the lizard and then the eagle, oh, wow. okay. <laughs> which was also very cool, um, and a bat, and a black panther, and... Um, which I'd love to describe what Sarah's wearing right now. She's wearing a leopard print multi-animal dress, which is beautiful. Which you guys can see on the cover. You're gonna see it in the Polaroid on the cover of the podcast. And then I also want to describe what she's doing with her hands as she's speaking, even though you cannot see it. I love that you talk with your hands. It's very descriptive, and you use it in your artwork too, like the performative, the movement, the motion, and you capture that. I feel. And you are a dancer. You are a dancer. I love dancing. Yeah, yeah. Dancing makes me feel alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say a lot of my work is very performative. Not not super like hyper aware of myself, but just like. Natural and um, yeah, I've, I've taken self-portraits since the beginning of, mm -hmm. of my artistic career. Um, high you, school, which high school, which okay. was yeah. like, that's when you realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. um, I'm my own best friend. I don't know. I, I'm not. I uh, I like being with myself. I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> introverted. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely introverted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I can, I can. I would never suspect that. No. 
No, oh, no. not right now. Not in this interview. You are excellent, excellent speaker. <laughs> You're doing really well. Um, we mentioned Diana Arbus, and honestly, mm-hmm. I geek out because I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, who are who else were your inspirations or artists that you looked at? They don't have to be photographers. That you're like, wow, I really, you know, somehow find either a tune in terms of concepts or visual references, right. or just what artists did you go like, oh yeah. Uh, when I was younger, I loved Cindy Sherman mm-hmm. when I was making a lot of self-portraits, mm-hmm. um, especially her Untitled Film series. Um, oh my God. Yeah. It's black and white, and yes. she dresses... Incredible. Do you, are you familiar with it? Yes. Yeah. Um, for the listeners who don't know, yeah. um, she sort of dresses up um, in 1950s glam in some of her photos. Different scenarios. Too. Different scenarios, sometimes housewife, sometimes actress. And she's recreating film scenes in that particular series, think, right? Yes, yes. That's what she's doing. I know that James Franco redid. Oh no, like, really? All of her film school series, this. which is hilarious. Wow. Yeah, he, he's, he's quite funny. But um, <laughs> he's also, I think, he does performance art. So maybe someday we'll. He's so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to. I really do want to see some of his work. Yeah, yeah, that, that was funny. But um, so Cindy yeah, Sherman. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy Sherman. Sherman. I can see that. I yeah, can I can that see that totally. Um, in college, I interned for Mary Ellen Mark, who is um, a fantastic documentary. Or she was. She passed away two years oh, ago. She, she's like the ultimate documentary photographer. She started, um, she was a Fulbright scholar and she started going to India to the, um, I, I don't want to say whorehouses of India. Mm-hmm. And she used this uh, really vibrant, colorful, grainy film and just like got into the situations of, of this particular um, establishment. Mm-hmm. And it was just, she was amazing. So she was a, a huge, huge influence um, on my um, artistic vision. And working for her was just um, fantastic. And um, she did lots of fame. She took portraits of lots of famous people. Um, so that was And you were working for her? I was interning for her, yeah. Oh, while I was so, at you like so you met the famous mentor. people too? Yeah. So Who did you meet? Who did you meet? Like, spill the beans. Oh, spill the beans. gosh. Um, like Ethan Hawke. No. Yes. <laughs> I have the biggest crush on Ethan Hawke. Do you? I'm so sorry, but I mean, that, that movie that they shot in Vienna, I'm from Austria, by uh-huh. the way, to all of the listeners <laughs> that are trying to decipher my accent. <laughs> Before sunrise. Oh yes. So Ethan oh, yeah. Hawk. You met Ethan Hawke. Oh yes. my god. And he walked around with like a baby doll T-shirt, like exposing his stomach, and he was just very like, he was he was very cool. He was very cool. Oh my god! I can't <laughs> believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> and I'm trying to think who else. Uh, well, she photographed. Um, I don't know. All, oh, so many famous people. Um, and she took pictures for like magazines. Yeah, or? yeah. Uh-huh. She did like Vanity Fair and um, New York Times and The New Yorker, and um, but she's just a, a prolific artist. Mm-hmm. So full spectrum, not just artist, but she also did professional stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did exactly. you learn like what kind of tips or advice did she have for you as a student at the time at NYU? Well, she didn't really talk to me that much because I was her intern, okay. <laughs> but I took a workshop with her two years ago oh. in Oaxaca, Mexico. Nice. And um, she was so, like, she was so, what's the word? I want to say she was ballsy? Is that a terrible word? No, that's, no, that's, that's, a, that's a Women really can word. be ballsy, too. I just okay. to put that out I like there. the word ballsy. And she was strict, but, like, in such a good way. And she, the best piece of, info, of um, advice she gave me was that life is about decisions and you have to make decisions because I was flip-flopping between color film and black and white film. Mm. And she was talking about the decisive moment and how important that is in making a piece of art and just in life in general. Agreed. Um, like the punctum, I, do you guys know? Punctum, Yeah, yes. like who's that? Like um, Roland Barthes, Camera Lucida? Whatever, there's a book. Um, <clears throat> and it's all about the punctum of a piece that makes like people go wow. So What does punctum mean? 
Well, like the punch like of a piece. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's an actual word. It or is a word. I think, Probably is Latin. It Latin since <laughs> right? Since I, so I, I think I so. It sounds Latin. Latin. And Punctum. like every piece needs a punch. Mm. Every art piece. Mm -hmm. Like a point, like making a point. Making is that a, it? Not necessarily making a point, but just like. Yeah, like, uh, like. The thing that captures the wow the, the factor. Yeah. So I try so in my work. What was yeah. what was what, what was changing for you after that workshop? Uh, well, that workshop was just absolutely incredible. Um, like, what was your like when she says like you have to make a choice? Right. What was the choice that you made? <laughs> uh, was that when you started to focus on inst instant film? Yeah. No. Was that it? Yeah. Was that like I, I want to so. follow that? I think it's more. Just um, the decisive moment when mm -hmm. taking a photograph. Oh, okay. And and knowing whether something, whether a photograph is good, is worth showing, or it doesn't really make the cut. And yeah. I, I think it's so important that it's that it has power. Yeah, the editing process. Yeah. It was also oh, yeah. a lot about the editing. Uh -huh. Yes. Oh wow. And she died right after that. Yeah, she was sick during the workshop, oh, and no. um, and she died like a couple months after. Oh my God. Yeah. What an opportunity that you were able to do that. Oh, I know. I was, I was thrilled that I had made the choice to do that because yeah. I was, you know, timid about going to Mexico by, my, by myself. Yeah. And because it wasn't really a group setting. Everyone went out on their own, and I went to um, villages. Uh, you know, different. You know, I don't speak Spanish that well, yeah. so <laughs> I felt That's daring. So it was also not a not like a community setting that you would all like live together. It was like everyone had everyone their had hotels. Their, yeah, and exactly. So you were in Mexico on your yeah. own. Wow. And uh, I went into orphanages, which I had never really been exposed to that before. So um, it was a learning and growing trip that uh, that changed me. Beautiful, beautiful. We're starting again. We're coming back from a very short break. We're coming back from our little break, and um, Sarah is just winding herself in her rocking chair about the usage of the word ballsy, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Sorry. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. What's your mom's name? Judy. Judy, Judy. we apologize <laughs> that we made your daughter say the word ballsy. Oh, I think it's awesome. That was a great friend. She's very ballsy. She she's is very ballsy. ballsy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess I had a follow-up question. You mentioned um, the series that you had, um, that you traveled out to for the convention with the twins. You mentioned this more or less experimental workshop you had in Oaxaca, Mexico. And so I guess my question is, where does the, um, where do you get the trigger for like, ooh, I want to do this next, or is that not how your artwork, is there like a, a little ignition that happens when you want to try something new or... I guess that goes back to the concepts and the process for me. Like, mm. like why twins or why um, experiment? Like you mentioned, you went out to orphanages. Like, what draws you out? Like, is it? Uh, I went to uh, Twinsburg after Oaxaca um, because I was doing documentary photography there, um, and so I was looking for another documentary project. My work isn't really documentary. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love my documentary projects and I'd love to do more. Um, but um, those two sort of coincided because I was on this black and white documentary kick and um, I was documenting other people, which I don't usually do. I usually document myself. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I'd love to give myself more projects like that because it gives me an opportunity to meet really crazy lovely people and get out of my comfort zone yeah I have to go up and talk to them and ask them you know if I can photograph them not necessarily pose them but just you know set up the scene mm -hmm. I do I do feel like we we uh, we have some similarities oh, in yeah. our process right I it's think like so. that's why we are really good friends yes too. yes and it's 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 always kind of like the struggle um, that I also see um, in your process, like going inward and then going outward, mm. right? And so uh, I feel like your self portraits are always it's a journey to the inward, right? Yes. And with your documentary work, it's a journey to the outward. It's about like connecting to other people, yeah. which is not really 
easy if you're an introvert <laughs> like me and you right and I don't know about Elisa you I think introvert? you're not an I'm introvert. not sure the fact that I teach during the day I kind of have to pretend to be an extrovert <laughs> but I guess when I am making my artwork I am more of an introvert personally yeah. but I do feel um, talking about studio practice and mean a residency like such as this as a bakehouse I do feel that having your door open or having open studios um, it makes you have to be more vocal about your work, talk about your work, talk about yourself as an artist and mm -hmm. your process. So I guess maybe a follow-up question about the studio process and how that works in the introvert and extrovert would be for you, Sarah. <laughs> how do you feel having a studio here at the Bakehouse Art Complex has, um, I guess, you know, how's it, how has it changed your practice? How has that affected the way that you speak about your work or more or less involve and interact with people? Uh, I feel like I really grew up as an artist here at the Bakehouse. I've been here for five years, so I came oh, here so when I was 25. Incredible! Yeah, 25. 25. And I was. Um, That's when I started grad school. Fresh from, <laughs> fresh from New York, or where were you? I was in London for a little bit before that. Okay. Um, and. Um, we'll yeah. go back to that later. I'm curious. <laughs> That's where your husband it. is from, right? Yeah. That's where yeah. my husband's yeah. from. So we were living in London, and then we decided to move. Um, back to Miami and then I applied for residency here and um, and I waited for like a few months and I was so nervous and finally I was accepted I was so so happy I had never done a residency before um, but it's given me the opportunity to show in um, places that I would never have had opportunities to show in before um, I was at the Boca Raton Museum in a juried exhibition Congrats. Exciting. thank you wow. Um, at Scope, at um, Art Wynwood, you know. Uh, so, it, so many opportunities have come in through my door, really. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel so, so lucky to be part of this bakehouse community. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I, and it's 60 people. I mean, in 60 people, 60 studios. 60 so, studios. potentially. There are always a lot of artists here, you know, for a, for an introverted person that right. can also be like overwhelming, right? It's, it's like, <laughs> like, how do you handle that? And then there are people in the hallways, you know, you have a glass door, right. there are people looking in and there are open studios with yeah. tons of people. I, I mean, I, I like to hide sometimes in my studio um, during open studios as well. Um, but the people here are generally fascinating and creative and talented and so if you make an effort to, to speak to the um, other resident artists you, you you get a lot from it yeah yeah I made the same experience actually but it was like for me it was like after grad school right that's when I moved to Miami shortly after grad school and I mean for me it was like horror the first open studios mm -hmm. like I was like oh my, oh my god what am I supposed to do and <laughs> am I supposed to do and sit, sit in my studio all by myself and then I had this anxiety that people already kind of I think they just did not come into the studio because they felt that I was so anxious right, that they, they rather stayed energy. outside you know <laughs> and that was a that was a hard process for me to get more comfortable with that yeah and learn how to speak to people who uh who who probably know a lot about wor our work like our curators or our like uh, collectors and then talk to people who don't know that much about or kids or you know and then find always like a way how to explain myself kind of, mm. which is um i that i agree like i i can agree with you that i definitely learned a lot that i it's only been two years yeah but, mm -hmm. did you learn about more about um yourself and your artwork and what it was like was there like these revelatory moments where you're like wow this is what my artwork is about through speaking to other people because i feel i have that experience a lot <laughs> I want to say no. <laughs> I feel like I already know what my house is about. Always tell you the only confused one. For um, I generally don't like speaking about my art um, because it's really personal, and so I, this is a really good. Thank uh, you so very much. For yes, doing this, thank Sarah. you for having me and and like allowing me to think deeper and explore um, the themes of my artwork. Uh, I, I mean, I, I create a lot of work outside of the studio as well. Like I go into the Everglades by myself and, um, you know, I, I just commune with nature. Mm -hmm. It seems very reflective. Like when you said, um, Maria, the introvertness, like the exploration from within, you mentioned mind space before. Mm -hmm. 
like, and you did mention it's not performative as in like you're acting out for somebody, but it's more of like you being in the lived, being in the present within yourself and your body mm-hmm. and experiencing the outer lay of the world. It's a beautiful yeah. way to describe it. I like oh, that. Well, that's what you capture, I feel, in your images, mm-hmm. at least those have seen, that have seen your images. Yeah. Is there like a spirituality also that goes with that? Like I had this feeling just right now when you were, you know, describing the, the process that there's something magical about that too, right? Yeah, I think... Um, I think we as artists have the job of being like healers and also healing through our work. Um, And I think making art is magic. Um, And it's like the closest you can be to the divine, whatever the divine is, mother nature, whatever it is, uh, it's, 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 there's a divinity in in making Mm -hmm. work, artwork. And an image comes to my mind, an image of Sarah's, where she is uh, pregnant, which is not true, right? You were not <laughs> no, really no, no, pregnant, no. but there, there, is a, there is a woman in the photograph that ha- has a pregnant belly, like nine months pregnant, and it, it's, it's covered in, in like green. Oh, yeah. Like, do, it's Mother you, Nature. Yeah, Mother Nature. Can you talk about that? Of in? course. Um, so that was a series I did while I was living in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I was um, using Polaroids um, with an, um, a medium format camera in a studio setting, and I was uh, collecting uh, different relics like fabrics and um, vines, and I was um, making myself into these different characters. Uh, and that series is called Woman Warriors. Um, Such great titles. <laughs> I love it. And um, it's funny. I didn't, in my mind, I wasn't pregnant, but you're not the only one who has said that because I layered the Polaroids and I um, compartmentalized and fragmented the Polaroids. I took different parts of my body and, and um, collaged them together to make one image. So uh, it was... Uh, sort of jarring the different angles that I took mm-hmm. photographs from. And, um, yeah, I was uh, very connected to Mother Nature. That's so interesting that you didn't even see yourself as being pregnant in that image, right? It was just like the different perspectives of your body. Yeah, it no, but like... you're not the only one. It was written up in the Sun Sentinel newspaper because it was in a show at the Bailey Contemporary Art Center mm-hmm. last summer. And the man who was writing the article also said that um, that she looked pregnant to him. Uh, but I think that's beautiful. I mean, Mother Nature is fertile, yeah. fertile and um, and pregnant. Mm-hmm. And as creator of life, and yes. like you say, divinity and, and making. Mm-hmm. That's quite really cool as well. No, that's a really strong image. And I think it actually, I saw it when the, um, the Bakehouse did an Instagram the takeover, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you posted it there, and I was like, "Wow, that's." <laughs> did you do a whole series of those fragmented? I like, did. Co- it's a collage, actually. It's yeah. a collage of uh, Polaroids, right? Yes, self-portrait. Uh, and yeah. then you keep it a collage, or did you did you literally did you scan it and then print no, it out? No, it's you wouldn't the original do that. Polaroids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have scanned it mm-hmm. to, for internet purposes but Mm. um yeah i did that was my thesis for nyu um and i did calamity jane i did um who's like a mexican goddess representing fertility um who else i did one that was just me but with surrounding myself with crystals because i love crystals um so i made up my own goddess Mm -hmm. um and I did. I took from different cultures, um, and uh, and made and made the series. Mm-hmm. I do want to know a little bit more about your background, since we, you said you were born in Miami, mm-hmm. and your where did your parents come from? Were they also like? Uh, my father's English. Um, he's a wonderful, creative, eccentric Englishman, an enigma. Um, (laughs) Wow. uh, And um, he came to the States in the 70s. And he's very creative. He uh, 
he always really encouraged me in my art making. That's nice. Mm. Yeah, and he himself is a painter. Um, he drove this when I was like uh, nine or ten years old. He bought this hearse from Kentucky and had it painted Caribbean pink. And he would carry his paintings around in the back, and it was just wild and oh embarrassing. It's a good idea, hers. It was it's amazing, and and I would sit in the jump seat in the back, like the um, Undertaker's jump seat, mm -hmm. and he would drive me to school in it, and uh, it would just it was. He's super eccentric and lovely. Oh my God! Wow. I'm curious, <laughs> you know, because once again, it's like this enclosed safe space in the back. Was it like? Was it still dark with the windows, or were the windows not tinted? I don't think they were tinted. Okay. It was not scary for you. No, it was like fake wood okay. and like this weird jump seat that um, pivoted. Mm -hmm. um, it was just like, who thinks of that? Who thinks of going to get a hearse to carry your paintings? It's creative such a individual. Great idea. Yeah. Somebody who sees outside of the box <laughs> just completely yes, rewrites definitely. yeah the original purpose of an item to be, yeah yeah, yeah. That's so did you spend a lot of time uh, growing up also in England or was mm, that well um no I would go visit his parents when I was young mm -hmm. um, but I didn't I didn't spend huge amounts of time mm -hmm. when I was young in England um, I lived there for half a year. Mm -hmm. um, with my husband, um, mm. and uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful place, but I'm happier in Miami. You're happier in Miami? <laughs> yes. Wow, shout out to Miami. We love Miami. <laughs> I think it's so great that you mentioned your dad being a creative and he, you know, pushed you. Didn't push you necessarily, but just oh, like- he pushed me. He oh, pushed, he pushed me. you? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Good, he pushed you. But he, he embraced the fact that you yourself were a creative, and he yeah. said, this, if this is your chosen path, then so be it. I want to hear that. How did he push you? Well, I, I think he would, um, he always wanted me to be the best that I could. I mean, that sounds cheesy. Um, but you know, he, he exposed me, him and my mother, my mother's also an artist. Oh, wow. Um, exposed me nice. to, you know, to museums growing up. And um, I knew from a very young age that the arts were my calling, just because I was surrounded by so much creativity. My mom's a ceramic artist. Um, my stepfather is a children's book illustrator. My grandmother is a sculptor. And oh, wow. the list goes on and on. So yeah, this is fascinating. Please continue. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, wow. My aunt is a gallerist. So we're like a very artistic Creative. Family. Creative. A bunch. Creative bunch. Yes, yeah. creative bunch. I like that. Uh -huh. um, so it was, you know, from early on in my childhood. I, I can't think of anything else I would have done just because everyone around me was so creative and was an artist, so. Is it like a family of doctors that you're not even allowed to do anything <laughs> else but I think be so. a doctor? Is it like that? Yeah, it's like Is a it? trade. I yeah, don't know. It's yeah. like uh, you apprentice for a trade and from your parents and... Um, you become, you become. I, I can't even imagine what that feels like because for me it was like being an artist was like the furthest away from what I ever thought that I would be. You know, it was like, and also my my family like it was like my 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 father always suggested I should be a, a dentist um, <laughs> helper. You know, oh yeah, that was like his his uh, his job uh, dream for me. My mom said you can do whatever you want so became a psychologist you know wow. but then you know the, 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 the jump to to going to art school I mean it was like everyone in my family thought like what the fuck is going on you know it's like really yeah we're on radio um, apologies <laughs> but uh, it was really like I, I can't even imagine what that is like you know yeah. that that, you would that have is just like it was so family. it was wildly accepted it was cool. uh, yeah I can't think of anything wow. any other way my life would have turned out. Wow. I could have seen you going down a different route. If you had Tell been me. an artist. Writer. Writer, okay. right? Well you got you both Oh are yes, writers. yes. Yeah, kinda of sort of. But I would also have seen like some type of like holistic healer of some oh. sort. Yeah. yeah. Meditative or psychotherapist. Psych you think? Totally. Really? Yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think when I was younger I was 
I dabbled in. Yeah. In uh, definitely. The, yeah. <laughs> thoughts yeah. of that. Yeah. But healer, yes. I, I mean, I like that too. I like all the energy work, and I just went to have my aura photographed. Have you guys? I done saw this? that. Yes. I have not seen that. Please, please. I need wow. to show you. Um, so I had it done two years ago, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back and see if it was like just a silly little thing. But it was taken again this past weekend. And it's like almost identical, which is crazy. And you can't see me at all. It's just, I'm just light in the middle. And then there's like a ton of orange, which is creativity. And, um, you know. There's a lot of orange. There's a lot of orange. But the light shines much brighter. I was like, (laughs) this is a before and after or something like that. The light. And that actually means that I'm not here, that I'm not grounded. So that's something I have to think about. Yeah. Well, I think because there was a lot of blue also, right? Is that blue is and that there kind was of like you were lifted, like you were more? Blue was. I'm trying to think what she said. Blue was um, like something like trust. Like I have to trust my instincts more. Uh-huh. And she said my aura was off kilter. This is like so which so feeds into weird your for our listeners. I don't think it's weird at all. I mean, if they saw your image, it has to do with like the transient temporal space. It's just like it looks like there's movement, but it's there's no. It's not grounded. Mm. Um, so I'm wondering how that is it do you feel it's you're not grounded physically in the present or do you feel that it's more like you're not grounded in any specific thing like I feel your mm. curiosity for different cultures mm. especially when it comes to like the medicinal and the you know the magic and the crystals like the, the totem and the totems mm. and the goddesses like where I mean do you seek them out do you just find interest in them do you, you they know, come through my life I mean I uh, I don't know, I see a book, I pick up a book, I, I, I don't know, just, yeah. uh, I don't go searching, okay. I think it comes to me. Like it's more organic. And there's something, yeah. okay, now I feel like I'm going to sound stupid. <laughs> no, let's hear There's it. something elf-like <laughs> about you, like a, a, like a forest, like, you know, like, how do the how are those creatures like the the, the spirit the, the spirits of the a naughty little or elf? something? No, not naughty at all. That's not what I mean. But something like yeah, something very spiritual I and think very connected earth, to the earth. Very in tune with your surroundings. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, your body, since you tend to be um, very observant of yourself and you're alone and you're just more aware, and you kind of capture those yeah. things that yeah. everybody is. Yeah, necessarily comfortable with. Hmm. We are coming to our favorite question. How much time do we have, by the way, Maria Tresa? It's, it's it's about, about time, that time. For the favorite question. Okay, go ahead, Maria. Answer your thing. Yeah. Do you have one important question? Well, that you I guess to... before that, I just wanted to say, like, do you have any new projects yes, coming up? That's the Is there anything one. you're excited about? Um, I'm upcoming not. Shows? Hmm. Not at the moment. Okay. I, I, I'm not in any upcoming shows at the moment. Um. Projects. I just got a new sewing machine, and I've been sewing my Polaroids together. So <gasps> wow, <laughs> we can't wait to see that. So that's yeah. I'm excited about that, and I'm excited for the summer because it's quieter, yeah. and I usually have uh, a clearer head, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I make more more work in the summer. Yeah, so. I can't wait to see this new so, uh, sewed uh, Polaroids. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm excited about it. So excited. No, my favorite question. question. Okay, so you probably know from our earlier podcast that this rocking chair is actually magical, which is going to be so easy for Sarah. I I mean, she's already magical. She's already magic. So uh, what would the three wishes be that you would um, ask Mm. of our rocking chair? Wow. If I could have anything. Mm -hmm. If I could have anything. Anything in the world. I'd like a huge studio with beautiful natural light. That's um, a good one. Like that, like very sultry afternoon light coming in, and like lush velvet curtains in canary yellow, <laughs> and high ceilings. That's so specific. Yeah. Wow. Um, like if you look at Picasso's studios, it's just like they're huge and just like antique and beautiful. Anyway, so I'd love. That's the first wish. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, by the way, the AC just the airy, yeah, that's what you, what you hear in the background is the AC. Uh, it's a time travel machine. It's a time travel machine. Oh, I love you, Sarah. I love you so much. I just wanted to say airy, 
has a residence in the Everglades ah, I where I could totally yeah, see, you. I see you shout that. out to Ari they are doing <laughs> fantastic work and they have a new gallery that just Do opened that's called The Nest Ooh! and that's a gallery in the Everglades that they <gasps> just opened and they're really they're doing amazing work I've been out to see mm -hmm. the space yeah. where the artists live it's yeah. very earthy yeah. very earthy yeah second second uh, um Speaking of time travel, I'd mm -hmm. love to go back to the 60s because um, I just want to be groovy and listen to the music. And um, Any specific place or location where you would want to travel back to? Maybe New York. Not, not San Francisco so much. I don't know San Francisco well enough. but Or maybe California. I'd like to be with the Beach Boys. Yeah, <laughs> the Beach Boys. I can totally see that. <laughs> um, and I love like the fashion from the '60s. Just uh, the whole mentality. The the politics are fascinating. Time uh, travel to the '60s. Time travel wow. to the '60s. Number oh. two, and the third one. Third one. Do you oh. have a third one? I don't know. I just um, for my friends and family to be happy and healthy and fulfilled and for me to have endless creative juices flowing. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Very selfless, but not towards the end. But it's, still, it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. I mean, that was like four. That was like four, but Incredible. you know, special oh, rocking chair. We're, we're loving the energy. We're loving the energy. I guess it's a Alright, yeah, we are coming to the end of, of volume four of the rocking chair. Already here we were afraid that we would have nothing to talk about and we And I have <laughs> to say that it, which which is kind of like incredible, but Sarah actually mentioned that she has a fear of being boring and just after hearing those three wishes i'm like not where the all. hell is that coming from <laughs> like no way ever you Nowhere could be boring <laughs> like no way no way no way yellow velvet is not boring incredible oh, canary, no. yellow canary yellow velvet, yellow velvet. So thank All you. Right. To thank our you so much for thank this you so absolutely much. not boring thank interview. You, Sarah. <laughs> if you want to see more of Sarah's stuff, check her studio out here. At check the our studio house at the Bakehouse. And thank you guys for listening in again. And we are going to have another treat coming up next week. Yes, with artist Mr. Andre Martinez. He's Andre at Martinez the is going to come. Art space. Um, and we have a few more sneak peeks coming up. So keep your eyes peeled for those. Stay tuned. Alrighty. Thank you, Maria, for being here tonight. Thank you, Elisa, Thank you. for carrying me through. Thank you, audio equipment, for not failing us entirely. Not failing us entirely. Yeah. And see you next week.